Without the ones like you, who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back this week. Um, we apologize for last week and a half for not getting an episode up. Um, we had some technical difficulties, and some people had some traveling issues, things of that nature. But we are back with a new episode this week, and we got a lot to cover. Um, Calvin Johnson, our reaction to his comments, uh, getting a million dollars, or wants that million dollars. Oh, boy. And then Hard Knocks, the Lions getting passed up for the Raiders, our reaction to that. Is, uh, and then maybe a little call out by UJ, some of our own. So stay tuned for that. Um, Darius Slay and Snacks, are they going to hold out? Are they not? Um, that seems to be the big topic now for the remainder of the offseason. Then OTAs, who showed up, who didn't, where that kind of puts the team going forward. A lot of good stuff to cover. This is one of our juiciest ones of the offseason, and we hope you enjoy. Thank you, everybody, for listening. We truly appreciate it. And we hope the audio you liked a better, little better this week as we have upgraded a little bit. And we hope to going forward, unless travel plans say otherwise. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Now here's the pod. This is Drinking the Blue Kool-Aid, a Detroit Lions podcast, where lifelong Lions fans, UJ, Rug Dog, Bob, Connor, and I'm your host, Big Z, to talk about your favorite team, the Detroit Lions. Where victory isn't just talked about, it's earned. One pride. Let's get this podcast rolling. All right, Blue Kool-Aid drinkers, we are back. It's June 17th, 10.01 p.m. Um, Big Z here, and we got a lot to talk about. And and, uh, UJ and Rudd Dog on the line as well. Hey, hey, Z. What's going on, gentlemen? Um, a lot of Lions news to take uh, uh, to cover this week. <laughs> um, just a lot of things happening. Uh, well, and I want to excuse everybody again. Uh, we had technical difficulties last week, so we apologize. And uh, we'll get Bob and Connor's opinion on these topic in the future. But we got UJ and Rudd Dog, and I want to first touch on something. This happened a couple weeks ago. Uh, Calvin Johnson making comments saying he'll come back to the Lions. If he gets his million dollars, I want to get your guys' thoughts on that. Yeah, give him the money. No, don't give him the money. I mean, give him money, sour grapes. The guy, the guy opted out of his contract. He retired early. That's just business. And he's now sour grapes about that. Come on. We paid him a hell of a lot of money. One of the hugest contracts in football at the time. And he's going to be like that about Screw that. I mean, Barry got over it. You know, very new. You know, he, he was breach of contract. It's the way it is. So no, I'm not. I'm not worried about it. I think Calvin's more in a you know other things. He's the money's more important. Than he he don't care about the fans. So I don't know. The way I see it is that you pay him the money is all not necessarily even on, if you reframe the money and count it as you're just paying him for the 
you know, added publicity and advertising back to the team, you could look at it that way, and it'd be worth it to get him back on board. If Calvin came about it a dip, with a different attitude, I would I would think differently. But he doesn't show any concern for what the fans think or anything like that. And, and he'd be an ambassador to the team and basically, you know, to the fans. And, uh, and he seems to have no interest in that. He just wants his million bucks. Well, you know, whatever. Keep it, Calvin. I mean, do whatever. Yeah, uh, and I, we, I I don't think, when you look back at it, the Lions aren't completely unreasonable. I mean, like you were saying, he signed a huge contract. They gave him most of the signing bonus back, except for um, they asked like for a million dollars um, for whatever reason that might have been. Uh, I, Probably principal. But when Wait, you they si- recouped a million dollars from him, though, they yeah. didn't withhold it. They gave it to him and got it back. I believe so. I believe they got it back from him. Probably not the best way about going about it, but well, I, I mean, but when you sign a contract, you should know the consequences. I th- I feel. Right. No, I agree with that. Though. <laughs> Maybe people in his inner circle should have paid him the million dollars for having you know, him sign but, the but, contract like that. But he has that attitude that everyone owes him. You know that we owe him for all he did. And you know what? In, in a way, he, he's right. I mean, he he gave us a lot of thrills over the years with his. I mean, he's truly maybe the greatest receiver ever. And his body, most spectacular receiver ever, for sure. And yeah, but he, you know when he comes across with that feeling that he's owed. I'm sorry. He made a hell of a lot of money at the Lions, and the fans adored him. The fans gave him all the attention, and you know, and and he doesn't reciprocate. So, I I don't have no feelings toward him like that at all. So, when you look at look at Barry compared to him, it's just it's night and day. So, how long did Barry not stay away from the team after he got out? He stayed away for a while, but but you know, eventually they warmed up to him. They talked to him, and he's he's not one of the great ambassadors for the team. I mean, the guy's fantastic, you know. But uh, I don't think that's in Calvin for some reason. I think, uh, like like the way Calvin put, yeah, it'll fix it. Just give me a million bucks, that'll fix it. I mean, that that's cold, man. There's yeah. no 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 thought for the fans at all. Nothing. So you know what? Who needs him? Screw him. We we saw we saw <laughs> we saw how great he was, and we got to enjoy that. I don't need him hanging around. No one cares about you anymore, <laughs> Calvin. Well, the- I hate to say I hate to say that, but I just, not catching touchdowns for us. That's his, his attitude. Nah. I, I mean, we we ultimately want Calvin around. Like that, that'd be the ideal situation, and this is what I see happening. And it's going to be something similar with the way the Lions ha- handle Barry Sanders, because a very similar situation happened with Barry Sanders, where they he had to pay money after uh, signing a big contract. And I I feel like there's going to be the same uh, few years discord. But Rod Wood has come out publicly and said they're trying to fix it. So I think they're going to make him kind of put him in the Barry Sanders role where he's a paid ambassador and he gets that money back over, you know, a few years after he's uh, started, you know, representing the Lions at certain functions. Which is fine. I just never got that feeling from Barry the way I do with Calvin that, you know, that kind of that cold attitude. If his attitude were slightly different, I think I would feel differently. That's all. Could this be in the age of uh, hyper news coverage, though, that you're getting different looks at him than you did with Barry? It could be. I mean, mm, I would love that's that. That's a good point. Calvin, you're right, though, Z. I mean, I think he's been one of such a great player. It'd be great to have him around the team and, you know, be part of it like Barry and like some of these other guys that are coming back. All-time great, man. I think the alumni being around the team is a great thing. I really do. I love seeing all the old guys around. And, so, uh, I think it says a lot for the franchise. When these but, guys but I'd like to think that they want to be there, you know. <laughs> You know, oh, I don't yeah, want for sure. Who doesn't want to be there? Yeah. You know. The weird thing is, he's been like 
it, it kind of felt petty when he went and started working with the Raiders in camp and stuff. Yeah, I it's agree like, with that. Are you kidding me? You're just going to go to another team after, you know, think about it this way. Like, you screwed us over first, bro. You left in the middle of a contract when we needed you. Like, and you're, you're, and this is all, we're just supposed to be all like clamoring to get you back now. Uh, you know, that, that knife cut both ways. No, I, I, I mean, I completely agree. Uh, it, it'll be interesting to see what happens going forward and if the Lions can resolve this. So, and, yeah, I think they will. And, and uh, then he'll lose, Zeke. Like, uh, I think Bob or so, somebody mentioned it, maybe one of you two or Bob or Connor, uh, that he, he's going to use that million dollars to put it in the weed anyways. So. Yeah. <laughs> open, yeah. Up, open up another weed shop. and uh, got to buy some of them lights that, you know, make the plants grow more. Well, he's been smoking enough of his own stash. He's a little under the balance is a little down, so he needs the extra milk. His pain's gone now. <laughs> he don't feel no pain. Yep. Well... And then moving on to a, another big topic, and it's still hanging over the Lions this offseason. I feel like there's a lot of momentum for the Lions this offseason, and there's just one thing hanging over, and I hope it doesn't hang over into the training camp. So training camp starts July 25th. Um, right. That's the first day of training camp. We're about a month and a week away, which is crazy. It's awesome. Uh, but uh, Slay and Snacks Harrison are holding out. It yeah, seems right now uh, they're either holding out or they're just not going to practice to try to minimize uh, injury risk. Probably a little bit of both there. I mean, they've they've yeah. lost some money, so uh, I mean, Slay's lost over about I think five hundred k or so. It's really interesting that they're doing it now with two years left on their contract. You know, it's t- I think typically it's done with one year left, but uh, I think the Lions still generally have more leverage here. Yeah, of they course play. they do. There's two years there's a lot of more country. to lose. Yeah, I know money wise they do, but I mean there's there's leverage in different ways. But especially when our team is on the verge of possibly being really good, and uh, and then to lose our two best defensive players, uh, not not a good thing. I uh, I'm not worried about it yet, but uh, I, I think they'll work something out. So does the camp. Patriots way dictate that you don't cave to them? Or that would it suggest? What do you, you you've been sort of the um, Patriots way guru here, Big Z, uh, in linking them to the way things will proceed with the Lions. Do you think they bend a little bit, or do you think they hold out their own side? Well, I I can't completely compare them to the Patriots because, I mean, look look at the Trey Flowers contract. They literally took him from the Patriots because the Patriots wouldn't pay Trey Flowers that amount of money, and we did so. I mean, we don't do exactly everything like it, so that makes this a little more unpredictable on how they're going to handle it. But if you're asking about what the Patriots are doing in this situation, I think Slay, they would pay him, but I don't think they would do it until there's one year left on his contract. And Snacks, yeah. I don't think they would pay him because they have constantly found those big defense alignment to plug and take up those double teams in the middle routinely. You hear how these teams keep, or these players start or start to negotiate earlier and earlier in their contracts. What's the point of a contract if you can just hold out in the middle of it? Well, I think it's okay. a little bit different situation um, for these two because they have they don't have a lot of guaranteed money on their contract. And in the, in the last couple of years, the guaranteed money on these NFL contracts has skyrocketed, and they want a piece of that because right. uh, we talked about it before on here, Rod Dog. Uh, Slay's contract is less than half of it's guaranteed, and Xavier Howard on the Dolphins, who we agreed Slay is better than, 
just got forty-five to fifty million dollars guaranteed at the end of his contract. And that's what I think. I think they can work out something. And even if they do renegotiate and give him a little more, I don't think it'll break the bank. But they can increase the amount of guaranteed money or convert some of it to bonuses, that kind of thing. But it, all those tricks that they use. But uh, I think one way or the other, they're going to work out some with these two guys. I think they're right now. In the scheme of our team right now, they're very important cogs in the wheel. So uh, we, we want to keep our momentum going. We need these two guys. Hey, what do you guys think, though, with how important they are, how good they are, and where they're at in their careers? If they're going to do this, do you think the Lions finagle an extension out of them? Is it worth it at this point? Or do you think they just basically convert some of their current contract into more guaranteed money? Um, they they're definitely gonna get some sort of pay increase. Like Snacks is only getting paid uh, six point seven million dollars this year, and Gerald McCoy just got a one year deal with the Panthers for ten point five. So I I would at least think yeah. he would get that. No, I get that, but like, is that gonna come from just like unleashing more of the current contract into guaranteed money, or I mean, because that's effectively what it is, right? Like. Uh, you could give them more because by the end of the contract, I imagine it unlocks a bunch more money than just their yearly pay, right? Usually, I feel like that's. Well, I think I see what you're saying. You want you want the team to get something out of this too. If you're gonna right. if you're gonna be paying these guys, giving them more guaranteed money and more money, I mean, there's got to be something to benefit us too. So maybe maybe an option year, a team option or something. You know, if, if these guys are playing at all pro level, we we can hang on to him for at least another year, you know, or something. I'm saying, does he think it's worth it to do something like that? Because, I mean, I think Snacks is still pretty young. He's 31, he's, I think, right? Is he 31? I he's like 26. He's 30 or 31, Snacks. Um, but Slay is, what, 28? Yes, Slay's 28. Yeah, he, he's still got a few and, good years. Uh, Snacks is 30. He's he, 30. He turns 31 this during the season this year. So do you even want to add an extension onto a guy who's that old already? Personally, I have no, I, I have no problem with them trying to renegotiate something, but they, but they got to look good doing it. You know, the team's not going to set a bad precedent. Yeah. You know, that that's part of the problem. Anytime you do something like this, you set a precedent, mm-hmm. and uh, and you know, teams are reluctant to do that for for good reason. I mean, but but I think this is kind of a special situation considering the trajectory of our team right now and and the way it's going. I think. I really think this team's headed for something special now with this defense. I mean, this defense could be one of the best defenses we've seen in in a long time, and I'd hate to see that momentum slowed down or so then, hindered in any way. But then yeah. do you think like, the Patriots' way would be to play hardball and just say, if you want to be like kids and like children and complain, then good luck on the bench or whatever, and, and they just roll out the next guy? Well, when you win five Super Bowls or six Super Bowls, you can do that kind of stuff. We we haven't got one yet. But is it is that <laughs> is that how that works though? Is that a chicken and an egg thing? Like, do you think that attitude comes first to bring the breed the winning, or do you think that came later when they're like, oh, we're good now, we can just lock and load whatever we you can give us a turd to put it to place corner and we'll win Super Bowls, or do you think it's more like that was the attitude they adapted from the beginning? And then they roll with it, and that's what made them so successful, not vice versa. Well, I'm not sure how to answer that question, to be quite <laughs> honest. Um, yeah. But, I mean, my prediction is that none of them get an extension this year. That is my ultimate guess. 
because I think like UJ was saying, it would set a pretty bad precedent. I think if these guys hold out with two years left in their contract and get a, a a pay increase. I mean, the Lions traded for snacks partially because of that. Uh, the fact that right. he had less on his contract in the last two years here, and that they had some room to work with. That's why I don't but see they, it happening until one more year. And to Rudd Dog. Added incentives or something like that. I mean, they could do that. They could do that. I wouldn't mind that at all. Uh, that would be a, a smart contract for the Lions. And, well, if the player's willing to bet on, bet on himself or not. Right. They could just say, here's the rest of your contract you're on now. <laughs> Guaranteed money. They, uh, they could, but I, I don't see that happening. Uh, I think the Lions like the deal that they made. <laughs> um. I say giving it each an extra five million a year if we win the Super Bowl. There you go. Each a bucket of popcorn. There's your incentive, boys. And just to one more uh, point <laughs> that Rudd Dog was making, uh, who? Would, well, I Slay. I would be more hesitant to give it to a long term contract, or at least at that age, at at thirty years old, because a cornerback their speed at that age uh, is more critical, and they lose speed as they get older. But Snacks is just a big size guy. And I could see him playing until he's like 35, 36 just because he's such a yeah. <laughs> damn humongous monster. I think you're selling Slay a little bit short, too. I'm not. I'm just saying most guys, when they get older, I mean, like, Darrell Rebus, when he hit 32, was like a different player than he was at 31. It was a night and day. In generic terms, I totally agree. But I think a person, a player of his caliber might be able to transcend that. But you're right, though. You can't. You don't know what's going to happen, but... Yeah. Well, I mean, we, I'm sure we'll have more to discuss on this topic as we get closer to training camp. I don't think... I don't see anything happening before training camp, to be quite honest yeah. with you. And I would stress, I don't think there's any reason to panic yet with these guys. It's early. Yeah, you, you're drinking the blue Kool-Aid. I like it. I like it. Oh, yeah. Really, man. I always drink it. <laughs> um, a more timely topic is the trade... And then not trade, and then release of Michael Roberts, um, a, a guy that we had a lot of hope for on this podcast, and a lot of Lions fans everywhere. Uh, he showed some very, very brief flashes of um, his potential in the NFL, but I mean, the guy can never stay healthy. Apparently, he wasn't a great practice player. Uh, had a few drops. Uh, just, just kind of a bizarre tenure for a guy that we had a lot of uh, hope for, especially with the numbers yeah. that he put up in the red zone in college. Well, I think he was a crapshoot in the draft anyway. Uh, but he had he had certain things that were appealing, like the hand size and uh, his his skill in the in the red zone and the end zone in college. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, did not translate to the NFL, and his wildly inconsistent play. So, well, I mean, at this level, there has to be some level of consistency. You got to be able to count on these guys to do certain things. I agree with you. If you by consistent play, you mean playing at all consistently. Like, he didn't get on the field very much. Like, I mean, he was injured. Like, it felt like 85% of the time he wasn't even able to get on the field. So, how do you, I don't know how you get consistent at all. Yeah, yeah it's, I mean, it, it's rough. And, it, and he wasn't a good blocker either, so that didn't help his cause. Uh, no. It seemed like right when Patricia came in that he was not a fan of Michael Roberts. Yeah, well, Patricia demand certain things out of players and I don't think Roberts had what he wanted so yeah I agree, I agree with you Z. I think he uh, he was not in Patricia's uh, good graces from the beginning so uh, on 
uh, it's a little a little segue, but in the same vein, uh, that Logan Thomas is supposed to be lo- looking pretty good for the t- tight end three spot. Yeah, I mean, he he definitely seems uh, like the favorite for that spot right now, unless Isaac Nada shows like so- something. Like, and he's tall. He's like six five. He ran the same, almost the same forty as Ebron. He ran like a four six one. He was coming out as a quarterback. Can you see our three tight end set walking out there? But just the sheer size of all these guys across the line. All six I five. mean, all our old linemen are six five to six seven. These tight ends are six five, six seven, six. Five. I mean, they're they're huge. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's gonna be something, I'm telling you. Yeah, it's it's really exciting, and I mean Logan Thomas is a quarterback out of uh, Virginia Tech, so he's, you know, the more years you get in the NFL, and he's kind of like hitting his prime right now. He's 27. Right. Uh, th- this is this is prime time to show off those tight end skills that he's acquired while coming a little in more the NFL. time at the position. And then I, I get exactly. the general feeling that his learning curve is really kicking in now. It's really like it's he's really grasping it now. You know that position at this level. And he has that quarterback, you know, background to give him some more, give him better understanding of everything on the offense. Yeah, it's it's quite amazing the cleaning house of the tight end position group the Lions have done in one off season. I know. Uh, see, I give Quinn credit for that kind of thing. Like he kind of did that with the O line. Uh, granted, the O line hasn't quite hit its full stride yet, but Coaching. he had to change the O line, and he. He just like went whole hog into changing the O line. He signed TJ Lang and Wagner. He drafted he drafted guys high in the draft, and then uh, you know he he converted the O line practically overnight. And the tight end group last year probably the worst in the NFL. I mean, arguably, it was a horrible group. And so he he, he says we need to fix that, and boy did they. I mean, they, Jesse James a free agency. Yeah. They draft what two tight ends, pick up Thomas and. Uh, and wow, I instantly converted that whole thing in impossible strength of our team. Into a really us. great paper unit. <laughs> yeah, well, we'll see, obviously, when it has, you know, in action. But And then I do like the fact that by all seemingly accounts that are guys have been watching the practices, Hawkinson looks like the real deal. You know, and granted, he may have his rookie pains like every other one, but uh, they say this kid really looks like the real deal. And... And the the video clips I've seen, he he has unbelievable hands, and uh, it's exciting. We'll see, when, we'll see when the pads get on and he and he blocks if he's as good as advertised. Probably that's I think we got a hell of a player player on our hands. I'm honestly, weirdly enough, slightly more excited to see how he fares as a blocker than his catching ability. Like, cause yeah. I feel like that was the thing. If we, if we just wanted a receiving tight end, I think you draft. The other guy from the fans, Fonts. Uh, but we wanted, we got a guy who they said could block from the get go. So I'm really intrigued to see how he does with pads on. Absolutely, and and his uh, his film from college of him blocking is really fun to watch because he he, oh, yeah. he takes guys like 20 yards downfield and pancakes them. It's great. He does it oh, routinely yeah. on film. He does. It's fun to watch. You know, and I know you. You guys all know how much I like Patricia, and I really do. And uh, he demands that these guys can do different things and be versatile and can block. And I think I think you're going to really see how it helps our team when we see what these guys can do. Look at the old line he's working with these guys and how he, he wants them to play all the positions. He wants them all to be versatile. He can plug and play these guys anywhere you want to if you have to. And same thing with the tight ends. they got to block. They can't, and the receivers, too. 
that's why that uh who's a kid who's tearing up in camp right now uh in the or, or during OTAs the uh the receiver uh I don't know oh uh, uh, uh why is his name is just is it the kid? no no uh Lacey or, Lacey Lacey they say this kid's an incredible blocker besides being a pretty darn good receiver he Apparently, he was having one of the best camps for any receiver. Yep, Chris and Lacey is the name. He got he got nicked up the last few days of the camp. Yep. So, uh, but uh, apparently, he was tearing it up because they're looking for that. These guys, if you're going to be a football player and a Patricia team, you got to be a football player. That means you don't just do one thing; you do everything. You block, you catch, you run, whatever you have to do. And uh, and I like that. I, these players all get that mentality. It's going to help the whole team. So do your job. That's the Patriots' uh, mantra, or Belichick's mantra. Yeah, baby. Do your job. Heck yes. Yeah, and um, just another note about Michael Roberts. It's funny, when the trade happened and he went to the Patriots for a moment, we were like, oh, boy. <laughs> Watch him become like uh, kind of like uh, Ebron a little bit where the, he's getting like six touchdowns in a season or something like that. But then the trade fell through, and that's not going to happen. But I do want to note, the Packers did pick him up on waivers, so <laughs> it might not be the end of Michael Roberts. That uh, yeah, it might hilarious. not be the last of him. I mean, he, I still think he has great potential. He just didn't figure it out with the Lions. It happens. Hey, I'm sorry, slightly off subject. Did you hear that Aaron Rodgers is already like uh, beefing about the O coordinator, the new office coordinator? Because <laughs> <laughs> no. he's saying he he wants more flexibility at the line to change plays and stuff. And apparently, this office coordinator, um. Likes to run the play as called. <laughs> and that was the big thing uh, in the story about Mike McCarthy and him. Is Mike, he didn't like the call Mike McCarthy did, so he would change it on the yeah. field against the coach's wishes. Yeah, so so Rodgers, in his passive-aggressive way, is like leaking comments out to the public like that, you know, about his uh, – they haven't even gone into the first season training camp yet. And <laughs> I mean, he's already saying that. That seems like a good strategy, right? Coming to a team where, like, their quarterback is the only player that matters and and just force him to do it your way. That works. Anyway, I just threw that in there. I, oh, boy. I, never, I mean, the pa- the Packers are a tight on needy team, so it's definitely possible that we see him on the field against the Lions. I love to see that. Love to see it. Yeah, and then he can drop a pass and then into our linebackers' arms. No, there then he'll catch them, catch them all. Yeah, <laughs> he won't drop a damn thing. Drink the he'll drink the blue Kool Aid. He's gonna drop them all. He's gonna drop them all. Um, okay. So uh, another timely topic, and it's it's kind of uh at least on our 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 texting chat, <laughs> a, a topic of odd. Uh, controversy, I guess, is the Lions getting passed over on hard knocks for the Oakland Raiders. And I, I just want to uh, get your guys' thought on that because I think you guys are upset, and Bob and Connor uh, maybe but not yeah, so much. I'm upset. I'm upset. We could have got an unprecedented look at the inside of the Lions organization when they're at perhaps their most exciting point in history, and we don't get it? Ah! What fan would not want to see that? What true fan would not want to see the inner workings of the Lions in this time of well, any time of our history, but like especially this time with what's going on now? Are you kidding? How could you not want to see that? Now I know there's the argument that uh, well, you know, it makes it harder for a team to prepare because you know everyone's looking at what you're doing and all that. 
Yeah, whatever. Yeah, I don't care. I'm Sounds a like fan. I want to see it. I'm selfish here, okay? I want to see the inner workings of this team, man, and see so the personalities bad. and the guys, and they're doing their stuff. You know, that's what I'm starting to wonder about Bob and Connor. You know, um, I, I hate to bring this up. They're not here to defend themselves right now, <laughs> man. Hopefully on the next podcast they will. You know, maybe. Maybe they won't listen to this one, hopefully. But if they do, that's fine. I don't care. I, I got to say it. I, I'm trying to starting to wonder if they're true Lions fans. Oh, boy. I mean, oh, boy. Because I'm saying. And, oh, damn. Yeah, what true Lions fans would not want to see the inner workings of the Lions and see their day-to-day operation and, and be inside and see all that? I mean, God, how could you not just eat that up? You know, I just don't get it. Uh, I understand the logic, okay? You know, uh, you know, it's harder to to do your stuff without giving away things and, you know, and well, the distraction and all that. I think their point is that the Lions themselves have been very outspoken about not wanting to be on the show. Who cares what they want? Yeah. <laughs> it's irrelevant. Don't they get I'm a fan. OK, I'm a, I'm selfish in that way. I, I, I give a lot of time and energy and heart and money to this team. You know, and if I got a chance to see them in a way I've never seen them before, you know, the inner workings and the, and just see, see these players and get to meet them, know their personalities and see them working live in training camp. Oh, my God. How could, who would not want to watch that as a fan? Like, no, I don't even care. I couldn't care less about watching the race. Come on, Z, do you at least agree with that part? I, I, I'm so my opinion is that I'm. I'm uh, if the team didn't want them, I, I'm I'm fine with them not getting it. Uh, I'm not as passionate about like wanting to see it as you are. Um, what? Because okay. I'm starting to question if you're a Lions fan. But I mean, saying that, I would watch it in a heartbeat, of course. Shun the non-believer. <laughs> uh, but, but would you feel guilty while you were watching? It? No, I wouldn't feel guilty because I mean they got oh. the, the Lions ultimately have the Lions ultimately. The Lions ultimately have no, uh, you know, say in the matter. It's uh, up to the NFL. It'd be like, it'd be like I'm going to watch it, but I'm going to feel really guilty doing it. I'm, I'm going to close my eyes part of the time because I shouldn't be watching because the Lions don't want us to watch. It. I mean, having said that, I think the Raiders are going to be really entertaining on that show. So. I don't care less. Oh. They're not the Detroit well, I'm glad you don't care less, but I'm going to watch it still. And have oh, I'm going to watch it too. I'm going to watch it too, no doubt about it, because I love. I think it's a great show. But, uh, <laughs> is Matt Stafford gonna be on it? Is is Kenny Galladay gonna be on it? Are Carryon Johnson gonna be on it? Are Matt Patricia gonna be on it? No. Not, John Gruden, Spider Y, two banana. What the hell did you just say? <laughs> that, was John, that was John Gruden. He's gonna be on Hard Knocks. Yeah, I don't care what he says. He's not uh, on Patricia. He doesn't coach my favorite team. Look at Matt Stafford throw to the turkey hole. <laughs> yeah, I like John Gruden. I don't care about his team. Well, he'll be entertaining on Hard Knocks, I think. Would it be as entertaining as watching our guys? Well, of course, no, of course not. But, our, but we're boy, lions. That's then. my point. One trillion <laughs> times, no. Wow, one trillion. Okay. I don't know why. You know, some people just don't just just admit it, man. I'd love to watch it. I'd love to see it. That's all. And here's the thing: if it's really, if it's really like. Oh God, we don't want it because we can't overcome it. Then what kind of coaches are they? We'll I mean, never win a Super Bowl I'm, if we do this. I'm gonna put my like TV executive hat on and like. It, so if you have the, if you have like the Lions or the Raiders, You're just the just, just the the, pers- the the personalities between the uh, 
the two teams, I would I would probably lean Raiders just because I could see the Lions trying to be as closed off as possible on the show, like as instructed by Patricia and Bob Hold Quinn. On. And the Raiders are just going to be completely all over the place. That's how that place kind of operates. Big Z. I don't know. I missed something. Yeah, I missed something. I've known you for quite some time. Yeah. When did you start becoming a TV producer? No, I said I put my hat on, uh, you know, if yeah, I Yeah, well, you one. don't have the hat if you're not one. Well, I found one later on Hold on the on. floor here. Big Z, let me put my TV producer hat on for that. You're a TV producer, too? It's a little tight, but it's, I'm getting it on okay. Um, okay, I'm a TV producer. I got the choice of the Raiders and the Lions. Uh, hold on. While I'm thinking, let me drink a little blue pill. <laughs> and then, oh, yeah, we got to do the Lions, man. I mean, the whole world's going to want to see the Lions. Let me drink a little more Kool-Aid. Oh, man. Lions. <laughs> Easy course. Not even a question. Hey, also, I'd like to say, I think, I think the Browns getting it last year was a huge boost to their national recognition. Yeah. I think it was a huge boost to their brand and their name. I think that would have been a great boost to the Lions to really get them out there, get I don't, people involved with them. In I don't deny that. I don't no, that's, that. actually a good, that's actually a good point. Lions fans, there's one thing Lions fans complain about a lot, and I'm one of the people who does, that we don't get any national recognition. You go on ESPN and these, and these uh, after-the-games-are-over shows, and you watch all these shows, and the Lions are an afterthought half the time. Yeah. You know, well, maybe, maybe, maybe we'll, we'll be a little more known. And you know, I mean, why not? I'd love to be as more of a national story. Yeah. I mean... Uh, I don't know, it's, I'm so bummed. Don't I worry, we'll 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 be a national story when we're in the Super Bowl and winning the Super Bowl this year. Yeah, but only cool. I know, Super but Bowl. what if we? Yeah, yeah, we were on Hard Knocks and won the Super Bowl. That'd be even better because then we got the inside scoop and we won a Super Bowl. Now we're just gonna get the Super Could Bowl. Could you think of a more like a better way to win a Super Bowl than like the the whole world got to see your team and fall in love with them beforehand, and then they follow your journey to the Super Bowl? And then that's all there documented for, like, the best, like, Super Bowl season package of, like, DVDs ever because you have the Hard Knocks add on. Ah! <laughs> uh, uh, give me an ice cream tub. I'm depressed. I'm going to go cry. Yeah. Thanks, Steve, for bringing up this sad subject. movie. Thanks a lot. <laughs> I'm going to go watch Draft Day. That, oh, that's a, that's a, oh, that's another cream. topic. <laughs> <laughs> you know, we did Paper Lion, you know, and, uh, that didn't hurt the team. Yeah. Did it? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe that's I, we haven't won. 1969 or 71 or whatever <laughs> year that was. <laughs> George Flinton. Uh, I do wish there was more inside access besides, like, why is Hard Knocks the only thing that gives us in- this that type of inside access? I don't know. But uh, here, it is a little frustrating. Here's, here's one thing I'm hoping for this year, though. I have Jelani Tavai, our new Hawaiian linebacker, can teach the team that the, the hookah what a war dance hold on, hold on, yeah. The war the haka, dance. Yeah. and then like before games we come out and do that <laughs> that would be badass that would be that would be pretty that'd be pretty great <laughs> that would be awesome he would have been probably a fun guy to see on uh, hard knock yeah yeah and you think john gruden's more interesting <laughs> why don't you go get your raiders hat on yeah don't watch chucky movies <laughs> <laughs> oh um, yeah. yeah, I I mean, it's it was kind of a point of contention amongst Lions fans, I mean, as a whole, not just between our group as well. Uh, I don't even get that. I don't understand it. I'm yeah, it doesn't even make sense. Incapable. I don't even know why it would be an argument. I know. Seriously. 
it makes zero sense. It's like it's sort of like the argument of the people who like debate like cap, like how like the cap, you know, the like it's like the cap is like this magical thing that moves around and doesn't affect us in any way. I mean, yeah, like it might have lasting effects on the team if it's really poorly managed, but like all these fans like breaking down cap numbers and like m- m- micromanaging everything, it's like they paid this guy this money. It's like, dude, it ain't your money. <laughs> as long as the team's good, who cares? But as long as they were on there, oh god. Anyway, let's move on. Steve. I can't I even. Can't even. This is painful. I'm like a millennial white chick. This is painful. Well, I mean, the last thing I wanted to talk about is just uh, some of the names that stepped uh, uh, stood out to you during OTAs that we read about. Um, one name in particular that you mentioned, Chris Lacey, that was a name that I heard a lot, uh, wide receiver, but also Andy Jones, I heard a lot of good things about as well. Yeah. Um, and we saw a little bit of, you know, the flash of his potential uh, in the last game of the season against the Packers last year. Is that a guy that you think that can make the roster? Andy Jones or, or Lacey? Uh, both. Either or. I think both have a decent chance and I think a lot will depend on special teams and you know, who who can play there. Um, at least Lacey apparently is quite a hell of a blocker, which could help his cause. So I don't know. I think both of them got a legit shot for sure. Uh, especially since the, the talent is rather thin after our starters. So, uh, I think they got, I think both of them have a decent, decent shot of making the team. I think it's like a, there's this weird thing going on because with the tight ends, we don't know how many they're going to carry. Uh, I think like they obviously really want to make the tight ends a really featured dynamic part of the offense. So I'm not sure how many roster spots there are even after the top two receivers, you know, well, top, the top three, top three receivers, right? Three receivers. Yeah. Jones, Galladay and Amendola. Right. Oh yeah. Um, and there's going to be a fourth. There's going to be a fourth. It's just who. Yeah. But it's either a fourth and a fifth or just a fourth. And, I think that fourth spot is wide open if they, I mean, they'll probably carry it, but I mean, I don't know, you know, they could be like someone like Nada being a fourth tight end instead of a fourth receiver. I don't know, but, uh, I doubt that. Well, I I doubt that too. I don't know how many more, we could be only four though. And that means there may be one spot wide open, but after that, there might not be any other spots. So, yeah, I'm 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 guessing that there are four on the roster just because I think the Lions are focusing and going to have three tight ends on the roster. Um, especially if Logan Thomas can do something on special teams, which I think the, he can. Z, are you saying on the 53 man roster or on, on the play day roster? On the 53 man roster. Four receivers. Yeah, uh, yeah, maybe maybe five. I'm thinking five for. The 53 man. Yeah, because one guy goes down and you're kind of screwed, right? Yeah, very screwed. There's some <laughs> weird things on this team, too. Like, uh, like, are they going to take a fullback on top of their tight ends? Because I've heard some rumors about what's his name. Can't remember it right now. Uh, the fullback we have, we drafted. Uh, um, he's coming back healthy now. So, like, what they decide to do in that regard, too, is going to affect things. Um, he's expendable. You got Joe Dahl in, in situations where they use him, and he, no, he's been effective. A fullback and a t- starter, not the same. I get it, but Nick Bodden. Uh, Nick Bodden. I don't. 
I just think they might want to add, you know, fullback formations on a more regular basis because they want to add more blocking. But I'm just saying there's a lot of interesting dynamics at play as far as personnel, who they're going to take, and how many they're going to keep in each position. So Yeah, and the name of that fullback's Nick Bodden, by the way. Nick Bodden, Thank man. you. Yeah. Um, um, but, yeah, and I, I read uh, – I've been reading some good things about Joe Dahl, too, uh, how he's – more chiseled. Uh, he he's added yeah. ten pounds of muscle this off season while like losing body fat. I, I think right. that's really interesting. Well, he's always looked good. Can he play good? That's the big one. Yeah. Well, they say they say you know just from the eye test, he he does look better. But uh, you know until they put the actual pads on, yeah, exactly. Together. But do you remember last year at camp too? They had that one picture of him walking off the field. Yeah. And he looked huge, and we're like, "Whoa, Doll might be legit this yeah, year." Then, but even since then, but now he's more he's... legit. Yeah, he's more legit. Well, honey, yeah. um, a player I'm I've been highlight noticing a lot of getting a lot of highlight during camp or OTAs is uh your boy, the big T's. Oh yeah, he he's been well up and down. I mean, he's had some up and downs, but most of the everything I've seen has been mostly up. He's had like one. I saw like one article a day where he kind of had a rough day, but like, I mean, he sounds like he's make. Not only is he doing good, he's showing making plays on the ball, which could be. I mean, I'm just saying, if he turns out to be good like, this year, that could mean awesome things for our defense corner and this defense as a whole. Yeah, I mean. I mean, I certainly hope he can make the roster this year. Uh, it, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I hope, yeah, I hope he earns his way onto it because uh, I think the guy has obvious ball skills when he's on, on his game, and his, apparently his attitude has changed a lot. Uh, from what I read, he wasn't taking it seriously enough. He wasn't, you know, wasn't doing what a pro has to do the now. But he's somehow seen the light now, and if he keeps up that mentality, I think. Uh, he could be a real asset to the team, you know. And I know everyone's, uh, you know, most of the Lions fans out there are writing him off, but uh, I, I wouldn't write him off just yet. I think this kid's got a lot of potential. So if he, if he doesn't have the outright speed, but he has the ball skills that are just like he's got a knack for the ball that's that's quite uncanny when he's on his game. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, I mean, did uh, did anybody else stand out for you uh, at the camp? That you that you read about at least. Well, I was happy to see Hawkinson stood out because being our prize rookie, uh, yeah, by all accounts, this kid is really good. And and I go on the Detroit Lions site a lot because they actually show little videos and snippets and things like that. Mm-hmm. They showed a, they showed a lot of hot catches and uh, this kid catches with his hands outreach. I mean, he catches away from his body. He's, he's got unbelievable hands, man. His hands look good, and he, I mean, he just looks good doing what he's doing. And then you know, every, everyone who's watched him said this kid really looks like the real deal. So I hope he lives up to it. And uh, so, yeah, I'm excited about that for sure. I got two more, but these are from two very small little snippets I caught. One was is Tavai, 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 Tavai. Jelani Tavai, uh, yep. Getting a pick in camp. If he can show some nice zone coverage, that could be huge for him. Um, to be able to, you know, get himself in a position to make plays on the ball. Um, the other one, is it Fulgham? Is that who we drafted? No, yeah, the wide, the wide receiver from Fordham. Or, yeah, uh, and this is just like Fordham. a really small snippet. I was just watching 
Wait, is it Fordham? No, it's not Fordham. It's Old Dominion. Old Dominion, because we got his other teammate too. Uh, yeah. I remember. Anyway, uh, I was watching just some of the rookie time. I think it was. It was the rookies or early mini camp, and he just looked like a really fluid and natural, like graceful mover running routes. That's. I mean, I don't know anything about his hands yet at camp, but he's looked yeah. really good running. And it, uh, uh, we we can't uh, forget to take into account as well uh, Jermaine Curse, who was uh, Dar- who was at Dara Bubble for a long time in Seattle. Let's come yeah. over to Detroit as well. You're That's right. right. I forgot about him. He uh, might be that wide receiver four. Yeah, no, but having having a veteran guy like that, I think, is very important. And it, at least in camp, to start schooling some of these young boys, yeah. especially a guy that's familiar with the system. Yep. Yeah. Um, just a couple more things that I uh, uh, that we kind of saw. Uh, Connor Cook getting released. Uh, we thought he had a decent chance at the backup job. Uh, he's not even going to make it to training camp. David Fells coming in. It looks like Tom Savage's uh, job to lose right now. The backup. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, carry on Johnson. I heard is flashing some uh, receiving skills. He apparently caught one like at right over T's to bore uh, down the sideline, like in the midair. It was like a Sports Center top ten type catch. And, oh wow! And just kind, of, the reporters are kind of saying like how he's underrated as a receiver because he almost never caught passes at Auburn, so the scouts mm. didn't have much to go off of. Uh, and he's definitely yeah. been flashing it more here, especially. I don't know how you season. think he's underrated. He had a good year last year receiving the ball. So I don't know if they count like screen had... passes though. Uh, you're talking about like downfield receiving. But, uh, yeah, exactly. Kind of like Ezekiel is... Elliott over Gerard Davis type catch. Oh yeah, please. Not to bring up, not to bring up a sore subject. But... <laughs> yeah, <I think. laughs> yeah, but he is like six two, and I mean, if he can do that well, I mean, that could make him a very unique weapon. Oh yeah, um, you know. You say guys to be excited about. I mean, I'm excited about a lot of guys on this team this year, but Carry On is up in my top five for oh, sure, stay man. Healthy. <laughs> stay healthy, please. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, exactly. This could be his kid's dynamite, man. <laughs> he is. I'm telling you. Now he's got a year of conditioning under his belt in an NFL camp. You know, I mean, it's it can only make him better. I think it's going to be a big year for him, too. Oh, and I, I, mean, I think I said that. Yeah, and, and I think I said that catch was over Tease DeBoer. My apologies, Tease DeBoer. It was over Tavon Wilson in practice. Uh-huh. Uh, slander! Libel! <laughs> Put him in jail. It was fake news. It was fake news. <laughs> um, fake news. There's one more, uh, since we're on the running back position, I just want to mention as well, um, several reporters have said that Ty Johnson's speed looks uh, legitimate uh, in, oh, in OTAs. Yeah. And, and That is exciting. To get that kind of speed... A guy like that, you might just keep on the roster just because he's so fast. Exactly. Uh, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what they do with him. I don't know if he offers much beyond like Kick getting the ball and running straight. Yeah, well, I mean that, that's absolutely a possibility. Yeah, but if it, special teams. I mean, you got to have studs on special teams. Put him as kick returner. Keep Agnew as punt returner, and you got a nice potentially nice combo there. But yeah, I'm excited about him because that kind of thing you can't replace. I mean, that kind of speed. Can't teach it. So. Yeah. Um, so something else that has happened in OTAs, uh, Tyrell Crosby not getting any work at guard whatsoever. <laughs> uh, I know we, we've discussed that several times that he, we think yeah. he, he could have moved in there. But, I mean. Don't he, make he, no sense. He saw almost no work there uh, at, in OTAs at all. I think that could mean one of two things. Either – they just he he uh, is already 
penned for future tackle and they don't see any reason or he's they tried him once or twice and he just felt really unnatural i don't know it's just weird otherwise like this guy looks like he's like a step or two away from being ready to be a potential starter and we have a huge hole at right guard and they don't even mess with him there it's like and he's got a huge frame you think he'd be great in a phone booth it just doesn't make any sense well, I mean, this is another thing that's come out of camp as well. It seems that Frank Ragnow and uh, Glasgow are doing the old switcheroo uh, from guard to center. Ragnow yeah, seems yeah. to have the center position on lock now. Uh, I just find that really interesting. Maybe maybe they think Glasgow is a better uh, guard than center, and I'd be Ragnow well, the other way. It's just interesting thinking, why they didn't do this. Versa. I was thinking Ragnow is just too good at the center position that you know, I was thinking vice the, the opposite of what you were saying. Okay. I, I just, I'm just thinking, I think Ragnall is a natural center and really good. I mean, Glasgow played center in college too, but I think uh, Ragnall just a more natural fit there, and I think he'll be there for many years. Maybe they see him as the true leader who can call out the, the defenses and stuff. I don't know. Well, I mean, obviously we're going to have to see how that plays out too, but uh, I, I, I think our line is a chance to be – Pretty damn good this year. And they have Glasgow playing left guard, correct? Uh, yes, I believe so. No, they haven't Wait. played right guard. Right guard. Playing left guard. That's right. Yep, yep, yep. yep. And, Z, I just want to bring up two more things. I know we're running on here, but uh, uh, one thing was uh, apparently the Lions now are maybe, I think if I'm not, if I'm saying this right, the sixth youngest team in football now. We've we've gone youthful. Where if you remember a couple of years back, we were one of the we were always one of the older teams in the NFL. Yep. And now we are like the sixth youngest. And then I read another article which I thought was interesting, really saying that the, the speed of our secondary is going to be quite scary uh, with our new additions and and with Slay and Agnew back and mm. and uh, our speed could be one of the top secondary just in terms of speed not skill but in speed in the nfl in the upper percentile just think about that too i mean <laughs> i mean just think about where our defense has come in in say the last it, let's just say since quinn's been there okay i want to give quinn some credit here i know we haven't seen it turn into playoff wins and all that stuff yet but i i, I just see it going to me it's all going in the right direction. I don't understand these Lions fans who can sit there and just bash the team all the time. Because, oh, we never make the playoffs. We're all losers. And blah, blah, blah. It's just, it just gets so tedious. I mean, come on, look what's in front of us now. If you, if you can't be excited about what, what this team's putting out there right now, then then you're dead or you're not a true fan. I mean, or, I, I understand tempering your hopes because of past history. But, I mean, come on, there, there's something to be excited about here. Or they're not drinking the Wait, blue Kool-Aid. Let me have a little more Kool-Aid. I'm running low here. Drink it up, baby. Drink it up. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it just, there's a lot of exciting stuff out of OTAs uh, coming out, and like we said, it's a month and a week away uh, training camp, and it, it's just crazy that it's a month and a week away. And then once that starts, then it's a month. <laughs> Um, then it's a month away from the season. So it's just a long 
from the season or the preseason? Um, this. no, the the season, right? Yeah, the season. A month? Yeah. yeah. Oh wait, no, yeah, a month and two weeks. A month and two weeks. A month and two weeks. A month and a half. Month and two. Yeah. Wow, nice. Month and a half, my bad. <laughs> I'm already getting ahead of myself. I just want the season to be back already. I miss yeah, We're just addicts who need a fix. That's what we are. <laughs> That's for damn sure. That's all. Yeah. But I mean, there's not too many Lions games that play in NFL films, unfortunately. Uh, those are reserved for uh, playoff games. <laughs> but... I don't know. They should just play the Browns versus Lions game and play the, <laughs> yeah. the last six minutes or whatever uh, game, you know, the, what is it, the piped up, and just play that on repeat. On yeah. Or or Stafford against the Cowboys. Clock it! Clock it! Clock it! <laughs> yeah. 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 Ah. Riley! 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 <laughs> Oh boy! Yeah. Oh hey Z. Yeah yeah yeah. I mean I'm sorry. I know we've been rambling on here, but there was one other really important topic that we glossed totally over and totally didn't even mention. What's that? The fact that Matt Stafford outchugged Aaron oh, yeah. Rodgers. Oh yeah. I mean easily. Like King in the North. Hell yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. And did you like? Uh, did you see the video of all the linemen at uh, the Tigers game chugging too? Yeah, it, they didn't impress me too much. I could out chug those guys, and that really bothered me a little bit. I did. I did like that they uh, all chugged, and then Dahl did a second one, or was it Glasgow? I can't remember. I think no, it was, it was Eric Decker. Oh, it was Decker. Yeah, Decker did it. Hey, and then I like. Rest, we can all rest assured knowing we can all chug better than Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> yeah. Okay, we got some balls between these legs. <laughs> yeah, uh, that was that was a really sad thing when Aaron Rodgers couldn't chug that beer. Pretty pathetic. That was I, extremely I, I pathetic. Girl with him didn't just get up and walk away. But I got to tell you, Bakhtiari man was impressive. Yeah, that was really. Impressive. That was like drinking out of a thimble, friend. He, he just like and yet just, and yet Stafford was like better than him. Stafford was better than him still, even. Stafford was, and he did it so smoothly. Too, so man. smooth. Stafford just. Stafford, Stafford's a frat boy at heart. Stafford's definitely a frat boy at heart. If you see those older pictures of him at oh, Georgia. With the tag and stuff. Oh, yeah. It's, it's hilarious. The one where he's sitting in his dorm room with his shirt off, giving the finger. To yeah. Him. That was one yeah. of my favorites. We need, more, we need more of that Matt Stafford. Yeah, I, I think, know. At least in the public. And maybe Hard Knocks would have gave that to us, but we'll never I know. remember when they're like <laughs> controversial pictures of Matt Stafford partying as a kid. We're like, hell oh, yeah, that's my QB. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Oh boy. Oh boy. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, it's good. And I just and and when the the linemen were talking at the Tigers game, I just like uh, Jelani Tavai in the background. He just he sticks out like a sore thumb with that hair. Yeah. Like kind of like a Troy Polamalu type. Kind of. Yeah. The, the hair. Oh God, if you could be that good. So uh, in two years, we'll have Jelani Tavai uh, wig day at Ford Field. Yeah. I, I also look forward want to, to remind it. everyone that's my number he's wearing. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> um, this is be great though, so you should be happy. <laughs> All right, like what well, we said, folks. Uh, a lot of stuff for us to cover this week uh, in Detroit Lions, uh, King fandom, Kingdom life, whatever. Uh, just uh, a lot of interesting stuff going on. Uh, this is definitely one of the more heavy topic weeks that we've had in this off season. So it was a good one. It was a good one. And we'll we'll get uh Bob and Connor's uh opinions on this in the future as well. 
Because uh, at least at least on the Hard Knocks one, because you're, you're calling them out, UJ, and I th- they've got to respond. I thought this was for Lions fans. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, oh, boy. <laughs> Still letting them have it. All right. All right. <laughs> well, we want to thank everybody for listening. Um, with the, we hope, I'm hoping the audio comes out good on this. Well, we're, we're recording this a little differently this week, uh, so we, we hope it comes out good, but I think it will. Um, and we hope to do that going forward as well. Uh, we just want to thank everybody for listening. If you like what you hear, uh, if you're drinking the blue Kool-Aid, please share it. Please pass the Kool-Aid around to other blue Kool-Aid drinkers because uh, the Lions are just only going to get better from here. It's going to get really exciting. So thank you. Uh, please subscribe. Please leave a review. Uh, but thank you, Rudd Dog. Thank you, UJ. Big Z here. Big Z. Uh, Big Z. Last but not least, gentlemen, as always, go! <laughs> oh, you guys really let it all out there. All right. I like it. We're excited. Forward <laughs> down the field, a charging team that will not yield. And when the blue and silver wave, stand and cheer the brave. Rock, rock, rock. Go hard, win the game. With honor, you will keep your fame. Down the field and gain a lion's victory. Go! Go. Go.